What's going on? I can't believe it's the Friday night before conference championship. Where the hell did college football season go? NFL feels like it goes on for three years, and college football's over in like a month. I swear to God, it goes so quick. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate75. I'm a high-limit DFS player who focuses on two sports, golf and football. That's all I got time for, so that's what I do. If you like the cut of my jib, come check it out. The big guy stays busy, does a lot of content. Tonight, this is First and Ten with DJ, where we cover college football. And if you don't know, it's the best DFS sport out there because there's like four sharp people that play it, and all the other smart players act like it fucking has the plague. So you should really check it out. By this time next year, I will have helped grow this DFS sport. You hear it here first. But not that I bet... But I, you know, I do bet, but I don't bet. But if I did, these would be some bets that I did last week, okay? Because in my great state of Oklahoma, it is illegal to bet, so I don't bet. But if I did, these were the bets I made last week. Oklahoma State, I bet them, but then my boy Spencer Sanders was out. So uh, they lost. They suck without Spencer Sanders. I was 100% sure he was going to play, so that was a bad bet. Got off to a slow start, 0-1. Told you I loved Minnesota to beat shitty-ass Wisconsin. Easy, easy win. So 1-1, TCU Easy cover against Iowa State. Two and one. Vanderbilt, I said they're gonna they're gonna cover against Tennessee. I, I gotta tell you, I was a little wrong on that one. Two and two. I said Notre Dame will beat up on those pussy ass uh, Southern Cal Trojans. I was wrong. Two and three. But fortunately, the number one bet, my number one play this year is now up to nine and two. I told you Texas Tech would beat OU. Even when it was twenty-four to six. My Discord's like, ooh, I thought the Sooners were gonna lose. No. Or they're going to they're gonna lose because they were doing good. No, they suck. They suck. I know. I knew the whole time they were going to lose. Fuck. It's so frustrating. And now I know what it feels like to be like the fan of an average team. Like, you just, it's so weird to not know if your team's going to win. You just used to us. I used to assume we were going to win. Now I just assume we're going to lose. It's a weird, it's a weird transition, brother. So let's get to some bets for this week. So by the way, three and three last week, but I did hit my big game. So I was up because... I might have put I might have put a dollar a dollar or more on my on those Red Raiders to beat the Sooners. All right, tomorrow conference championship Saturday. Good games. Kansas State is playing TCU. Earlier in the year, I will never forget. I said K State is going to beat TCU moneyline bet them. And right before halftime, it's 28-10 K State beating TCU. And I'm just come on. Give the big guy all the love. Who's a genius? And then TCU proceeds to score 28 straight and kicked KU's ass. So what's going to happen? We're going back to K-State. K-State is going to win this game. Moneyline bet them. You heard it here first. It will be my biggest bet of the day. K-State will beat TCU. Guaranteed. Um, by the way, don't don't follow my bets. I don't give a fuck if you do. I am I am up 12 units this year, but uh, you know what? That, that, that's It could just be a good year. Uh, so there you go. I'm not betting, I'm not betting Toledo, Ohio, uh, uh, Coastal Carolina, Troy. Don't have hot takes, but I, here's a hot take for you. LSU sucks. <laughs> That's a take I've had for a long time, and Georgia's going to beat the brakes off of them. I would take this game if it were 26. You're going to give me 17. I'm all in, brother. Not betting Fresno and Boise, uh, but I do really like Tulane to beat UCF. Uh, UCF is kind of like uh, fool's gold. You know, like a lot of people like remember them being good, but that's not who this team is anymore. So give me Tulane. They're actually a really good team that plays defense and runs the ball and has a really scrappy quarterback. That's usually like conference makeup material. Uh, all year I've been betting Clemson, and all year they've been making me look like a moron. So I'm finally on the Drake May train. Let's go UNC. I think I don't know if they're going to win this game, but I think they definitely can keep it within seven and a half. So I'm in on the uh, the North Carolina train. And then lastly, Michigan. There's going to be an emotional letdown. They are going to win this game, but I don't think they're going to win it by 16 and a half. So because of that, give me the Boilermakers. There you go. That's my five-game slate now that we're back on the winning train. I know I'm calling three and three a winning week, but it is when you bet your mortgage on the on the Red Raiders. 
All right, let's get to why you're why most of you are here. That's DFS, right? Daily fantasy sports. Do you even know college football has daily fantasy sports? My God, it's the best. Now, I hope you don't live in one of the twenty slapdick states that doesn't allow it. So here you go. Tomorrow, the big twenty dollar. Look at that, hundred fifty thousand dollar prize pool. Fifty thousand to first. If you play in that, I want you to punch yourself in the throat because you're a moron. That is a horrific tournament. You don't play in it. You don't. But I want to play it. Okay. Well, look, you can still play GBBs. Just don't play in that one. Don't do it. Don't play in that tournament. When you see a third of the money go to first, you turn your ass around and you run the other way. Same thing. The big 555, don't play in it. You probably weren't going to play in it anyways, but if you were, you don't. Okay? Uh, let's see here. Oh, we're not even on the right. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Eight-game slate. There we go. Uh, let me tell you about something you should play in. How about this $44? Look, only 20% goes to first place, right? Whereas 10th place is still one twelfth of that. Much more reasonable. You're like, well, that's too expensive for me. Okay, go check out the $5 single entry. Notice only one-tenth of first of the money goes to first place. Those are the kind of tournaments you want to attack. The $12 single entry. If, if, you're, if you're a higher level player, higher level player even, you should look at the 153 max. They're just such better structures of tournament. The $27 single entry is such a better thing. But you want to know the truth and where I will die on this fucking hill? Just play double ups. When you play these GPPs, you have to make sure that some random slap dick doesn't go off you've never heard of who wins the GPP, right? So instead of investing all your funds in this, just go play cash game. Because in cash game, you would be amazed how many people are so stupid. They don't even know to play a quarterback in the super flex. They'll play some slap dick wide receiver as opposed to a running back in the flex. And in college, running backs are way better plays than wide receivers because of the guaranteed volume and workload that they get in college games. So just go play double ups in cash game, okay? Just do it. Look, here, look, this was Thursday. This was the lineup from Thursday. Here's the lineup, or uh, no, excuse me, Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. And then here was Saturday. It's just like auto print, just auto print. Like I'm 73%. I, I hit like a two bad weeks, got down to like 68%. Now I've hit like six in a row, back up to 73.8%. So there you go. Piece of cake. Go check out Cash Game, double ups, head to heads. There are so many dense people that just don't know who to play. They don't know who to play. All right. By the way, you see that? The big guy, well over 2,000. Now we're already to 2,050. Make sure to drop a like and a sub because there's no ads on these videos. All I ask is for a like and a sub. All right, let's get to the DFS slate. Some guys to consider. This uh, this is the Rosetta Stone, right? See, I make one for for my Discord, right, that has everything from ownership to cash plays to GPPs because a lot of people don't know who to play in cash plays, so that's why I make this Rosetta Stone to kind of give you an idea. I don't give them any picks. I just say these are the guys you can should consider, and then they make their own well-informed picks based off all the sweaty work that I do. Okay, Now, for this week, you want to really look at this K-State TCU game, right? This one, I mean, if you want a game stack, if you're going to be playing GPP, game stacks are always a good strategy. And this game is where it's at, right? A nice competitive total, two teams who've been very efficient on offense this year, and both generally play pretty fast, which is not what we typically think of when we think of Kansas State. Will Howard, it's 6,300, criminally underpriced versus what he offers, both with his legs and his arms. Deuce Vaughn at 7,200 on this slate. I mean, if it wasn't for the Edwards, this would be the gro the most gross mispricing on the entire slate so both of those two are super stackable and for the first time maybe in the history of dfs you can actually play k-state receivers now malik knowles philip brooks in particular are getting enough volume enough targets and valuable good targets down the field targets to actually justify stacking them with will howard if you do that, of course, you can never go wrong with a Max Duggan stack. Him and uh, Quentin Johnson seem to have about three games a year where they combine for 80 points between the two of them. Kendra Miller is an incredible running back. You just got to worry about the limited amount of touches he gets. He never really seems to break 20 touches. So you're really requiring or really uh, asking him to be super efficient with the touches he gets, which is something I always hate. But... 
uh, still very playable. And then, of course, there's always Darius Davis and Tay Barber uh, have, have both been trending upwards for TCU. If you think this game shoots out, it is very stackable on, on both sides. High total, competitive line. Oh, and by the way, K-State's going to win. Did I forget to say that? All right, I will tell you, if you're playing the game, right, because you shouldn't have picks when you play DFS, you should play the game. And part of playing the game is people are going to be like, Toledo, what the hell's a Toledo? I ain't going to play a Toledo. And so people will have a bias where they've heard of K-State and TCU. They'll play guys from that game, but they will not play people from Toledo, Ohio game. And there are some banger plays in this game. Daquan Finn is a badass. Yes, he got me negative 1.4 points in cash last week or two weeks ago, but I still, that lineup still cash. That's how damn good, that's how easy cash Cashes when you play Daquan Finn and get you negative 1.4 and you still cash. So, Daquan Finn is a badass. Nice t- team total. This is a sneaky game that could shoot out. Ohio, uh, they have they have great run back option with Bengora and Wigloose. Uh, Toledo is also very stackable. Newton and Maddox, you know, whenever they're whenever if Finn is healthy, this is a very, very stackable team. And these are all guys you're gonna get at discount ownership because people are like, I ain't gonna play a Toledo. I've never heard of that. Okay, so take advantage of it and get guys off that in that game. Same thing with that. People are going to be like Coastal Carolina. Where is that in California? What the hell? And so because of that, you take advantage of this and you go realize that like Grayson McCall is like actually a decent quarterback. I am a little concerned about a 19 point total and that like all of his receivers are vastly overpriced. But this is if, if you want to play a quarterback tomorrow at less than one percent, because let's face it, in a, in a single game, any quarterback can go off. Right. If you want to get less than one percent because he's overpriced and because he hasn't been particularly great this year, Grayson McCall and then Troy, another one of those teams. Literally, I don't think they've been on the slate all year, so nobody's going to have heard of any of these guys. But let me just go ahead and tell you a little something. Uh, Gunnar Watson is is fine. For 5,600, right? Now, if he were 7,400, they don't play him. But at 5,600, he's very fine. And he has very decent receivers to stack with. Tez Johnson, uh, Ray J, uh, Johnson, and uh, Deshaun Stoudemire, all very viable options to stack him with. He spreads the ball around. They have a 30-point team total. It's going to be a, probably a competitive environment. Coastal Carolina is going to push him. There are worse plays than here. LSU, I mean, I guess if you have a death wish, you go ahead and play him. Jaden Daniels can always go off. Uh, maybe he'll do like you know uh, like hooker and go crazy. Um, I don't love it though. I, I don't. I I feel like that team's a little deflated after they got killed last week. We've seen what Georgia does in big games. Their defense comes to play. I think that they're going to clamp LSU. Georgia on the flip side, you can never play the running backs. They rotate them too much. Stetson Bennett at eighty two hundred. I wish he were seventy two hundred. I'd say he's the nuts because he actually is a pretty good DFS quarterback. He's just always habitually overpriced. You don't want to be paying eight thousand dollars for a quarterback that usually gets shut down midway through the third quarter because the game's out of hand. Fortunately, Bowers and McConkie are finally starting to get priced down to reasonable prices. I think Bowers at six thousand isn't as disgusting when he was seven thousand a couple weeks ago. And Lab McConkie is a—I'm not playing him by himself, but he is stackable with Bennett because he always has two fifty-yard touchdowns in him, right? At any given time, and if he gets there, that probably means Stetson Bennett's going to get there. So there's worse plays. And then Darnell Washington is just a big old talented man. Moving over to Game Five, Fresno and Boise. This one is going to be some of those, uh, you know, kind of slappy teams that I think people will be more inclined to play of the non-major uh, uh, conferences. This will be the one that people will go to the most. Jake Hayner runs a very good offense uh, there in Fresno. Problem is, Boise State has a really good defense, so you got to be worried about that. Um, he has really good receivers, uh, uh, Cropper, Remigio, very good, but. Once again, they're playing against Boise, who runs a good defense and drains the clock. So this kind of kills a lot of uh, Hainer's upside that he would normally have in other slates, right? Uh, for Boise, uh, Taylor Green, if you didn't see, I believe he had 978 points last week. So I hope you had him in your cash lineup. 
Holaney's awesome, but he's just overpriced. You know, he get, he'll get you 20 touches, but man, for 7,600, he better get you 25 points, and that's a lot to ask from, uh, you know, just an above average running back. Um, their wide receivers, the problem is they just spread it. Cobbs, Bowen, Cables, they all get about five targets a game. Uh, sometimes you'll get lucky and hit the 28 point game from one of those guys, but trying to pick which one it's going to be, good luck with that. There's just better places to spend your money than on Boise State receivers. That's a fact. Matter of fact, if I'm playing Taylor Green, I'm playing him naked. I'm not, I'm not stacking him with anybody. I don't give a shit what you say, brother. Uh, all right. Uh, game six, uh, UCF. I, once again, I think they're fool's gold. I think that they, uh, you know, they, they got all these high-priced players and they have these big targets and stuff. I just don't think they're that good. And I think that 26-point total should tell you a lot about that. I think that Tulane is going to control them. But if UCF goes off, you've got to, you got to think their wide receivers are the, are the best plays, right? If you want to play Plumley and go stacking, Plumley offers a lot of upside with his legs. So I probably only stack him with one of his receivers. He's going to struggle to get two there. But if you pick the right receiver and Plumley has one of his two games a year where he goes off, that could be the nuts play. But I'd rather just go play Tulane. Specifically, Tajay Spears is going to be the nuts. He's every time I played him this year in cash, he always gets there. Even when he got hurt last week, he still got there. The guy's incredible. Uh, you want to know which two-lane wide receiver you should play? None of them. That's who you should play because none of them even average four targets a game. And it's really hard to get there when you average four targets a game. I don't care what your salary is, Bob. Uh, Michael Pratt, just overpriced at 7000 You can't play him at 7000 Sorry, you can't do it. There's just better quarterbacks out there. Uh, I guess in a GPP you can play anybody. But good luck trying to figure out who to stack him with. And I wouldn't stack him with Tajay Spears because he's not that involved in the pass game. Game 7, Clemson, uh, North Carolina. Drake May has kind of sucked the last couple weeks. Drake May is playing a good Clemson defense. There's no way he can keep it going. It's over, right? Unless it's not. Drake May seems like a guy that could really get there. He definitely has the two most stackable receivers on the slate with Josh Downs and Anton Green. And then Clemson has very nice running back options. Will Shipley is the best running back there is if they would just give him the damn ball, right? But they they refuse to be like, no, 18 touches, and then we pull him. Will Shipley is very good. I wish he got more volume. He's a lot like Kendra Miller and that he's so efficient with his touches. If they would ever just give him 25 or 30 touches like Bijan, he'd be a god. Uh, DJ Ugalele, what's his pass percentage recently? Pass completion rate, about, what, 30%? I'll pass on that, especially at 7,300. I don't care what that team total is. If I'm playing a Clemson player, I'm playing Will Shipley or one of their uh, wide receivers. But even then, you got to have somebody who can complete a forward pass, Bob. And the last game, Purdue and Michigan. Let's just start with the elephant in the room. Blake Corum is out. Donovan Edwards is the most ridiculously priced player. He should be 9,500, and somehow he's 6,400. He will probably get 30 points. They will run up and down the field on Purdue. He will have a big game. Unless he gets hurt, there's just no way he will not get you 20 points. How you don't have him in a cash lineup, I don't know, but people play stupid shit at cash every week. That's how I can still cash even when my boy Daquan Finn gets me negative 1.4. So... Uh, that they, from Michigan, that's really all I'm interested in. Their passing game, I don't think they're going to be real aggressive with passing. None of their guys really offer any upside. If I had to play one, you held a gun in my head, I'd play Ronnie Bell. But outside of that, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not doing it. Purdue, they have the target monster himself, Charlie Jones. You've got to think that they're going to be in a script or they're going to be chunking the ball deep to Charlie quite frequently. So I think he makes a lot of sense, especially as a little correlated play with Donovan Edwards or maybe even an uh, Aiden O'Connell-Charlie Jones stack run it back with Donovan Edwards. Not many people are going to run a Purdue stack against that Michigan defense. Whereas I think Purdue, you know, I think they're actually going to keep it close. I don't know if that's going to be 20, you know, like 20 to 14 close or if it's going to be like 35 to 38 close, right? And if it's 35 to 38, you got to assume Aiden McConnell and Charlie Jones probably get there and definitely Donovan Edwards gets there, right? So 
That's who I like. Those are some names to consider. Everybody on here are names you should consider. If you're like, hey, that's a lot of names on there. Well, first of all, you got to realize there's about 500 names on this slate. I narrowed it down to about the top 50 and broke it down by game, right? And a lot of these guys, as you'll see, I don't think that you should consider for anything other than GPPs. That's why I color code it. I do all of this over on my Discord, which is connected through my Patreon, which is in the description of this video. It's growing every day. The college football community over there is some fucking try-hard sweaty bastards. Uh, I like it over there. By the way, if you like the cut of my jib, go check out this interview I did with Neil Orfield a couple weeks ago. High stakes, uh, where he interviewed me. Uh, maybe you'll find it interesting. I enjoyed being on there and uh, wouldn't mind his uh, show getting a couple more clicks. And then lastly, go give me a follow on Twitter. We're almost uh, 3,500. Uh, reach out to me anytime. I'm not a big dog. I won't blow you off. I don't take myself too serious like so many assholes in this industry. I'm just an independent mother father trying to grow one person at a time. So... I hope you've enjoyed this show. I hope you kick some ass tomorrow, and I hope you send me a screenshot when you do. But most of all, mother father, I hope you enjoy my outro. 